Hello and welcome to Allegedly Astrology. Each week we break down the astrology that happened during some of the biggest scandals and events in history. Thank you guys so much for listening. And if you want to support us even more, you can leave us a five-star review and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen on. And if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and DM us a screenshot of that review, we'll make you a custom meme of your big three and send you a quick write-up about it. We also have some super cool stuff um, on Public, so go there and check it out. And we're also all over social media, so follow us. We're Allegedly Astrology on Instagram, Reddit, Hey Hero, and TikTok, and Allegedly Astro on Twitter. Also, you can visit our website, allegedlyastrology.com, to learn more about us and the show and to book a reading with me, Dana. And also check out some charts and transcripts from other episodes. With that, let's get into today's very lighthearted topic. Dana, what are we covering? Today, we're talking about 90s icons, the Spice Girls. Woo! Normally, when we say lighthearted topics, we don't mean Mm -hmm. it, but this time we actually do. Um, If you are unaware of who the Spice Girls are, um, they are a British pop group of five women, Mel B, Mel C, Jerry, Emma, and Victoria, that are all household names around the world. So if you were born in the late 80s or early 90s, they might have even been your first concert. Dana, Sarah, were they your first concert? Both of ours, I think. Yes, they were mine. They were yes. both your first concert. Broke wow. my arm like the week before I went and I was convinced that um, I was going to have them sign my cast. We were at like a huge, uh, what's it called? Amphitheater. So, Arena. Yeah. Like an amphitheater. <laughs> but they were going to single out Dana and sign yeah, her cast. they were going to see it and they were going to sign it. What color was it? Green. Oh, interesting. I thought you were going to say pink. No, I didn't like pink because I thought I was like a tomboy. My first concert was the Beach Boys because I'm a 60-year-old woman at heart. <laughs> but <laughs> since forming... <laughs> The Spice Girls have sold 100 million records worldwide. They're the best-selling female group of all time. They've received tons of music awards, and they are considered to be the most widely recognized group since the Beatles. So let's get the girl power going and learn more about how this magnificent group came to be. So in 1993, two dudes, Bob and Chris Herbert, who were a father and son duo, wanted to make a girl band to compete with the British boy bands at the time. So they put out an ad for a female pop group group in a magazine and they knew the vibe they wanted. They wanted five very different girls who could appeal to different types of audiences. And in response, 400 women descended upon dance work London to audition. So what was going on at the time of the audition? This was a March 4th, 1994 um, at Danceworks London. And we have Mercury conjunct Mars and Aquarius, which is like making plans to, I don't know, penetrate the zeitgeist. Mercury is technology and like how we think. And Mars is the planet of like power and penetration. Also, this conjunction is square the North Node, Jupiter and Pluto and Scorpio. And squares are aspects of tension. Jupiter is the planet of faith, hope, and beliefs. And the North Node is like what's trending or increasing in a society at a given time. And then Pluto is like the major planet of like power struggles or like perversion or transformation. And in Scorpio, it's going to like relate to competition, sex appeal, sort of like maybe like changes in sex, like, you know, girl bands instead of the Beatles. Um, Also, like just generally being a dark horse. Uh, That's what Scorpio is also really good at. Um, Plus the moon was Mm. in Sagittarius, which is, you know, arguably the sign of the pop star. Hell yes. We love that. Also hilarious that they just like put an ad out in a magazine. Like if you were going to form a girl group now, you would just like 
beyond TikTok, I guess. I don't know, but this was very 1994. But after two auditions, it was Jerry, Mel B, Mel C, Victoria, and Michelle Steverson who were chosen for the group, which was then called Touch, which like terrible name. <laughs> but it seemed like the rest of the girls didn't really like Michelle that much and didn't really think she was committed. So she was replaced with Emma and the group's name was also changed to Spice. Not much better than Touch, but definitely better than Touch. And so now that we have the five girls together, let's learn about each of their big threes. Okay, so first we have Melanie Brown, a.k.a. Mel B, a.k.a. Scary Spice. And she was known for her curly hair, being loud, saying Zigga Zig Ma <laughs> in their song Wannabe, and wearing a lot of leopard print. Okay, Mel Loved B was her. born on May 29th, 1975 at 5.59 p.m. in Leeds, England. And she's a Gemini sun, an Aquarius moon, and a Scorpio rising. So Wow, I really see that for her. Though the person says that it was just because she's loud, people are like, oh, you're going to call like the one woman of color scary and all the rest are like, posh, Cutesy. like yeah. sporty. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, yeah, I do think it was probably racist. But as well, if we're going to spin it any sort of cool way, <laughs> <laughs> the cool way I think it would be is that like she inspires some sort of emotion, whereas the rest of them are just sort of like an adjective that's flat so she's a gemini son like me very cool um so she's like a real performance artist like from what i remember she was also like the most outgoing and gregarious one although i guess ginger was pretty gregarious too or just outgoing but she was more sultry but she also has an aquarius moon which will make her like friendly but also more aloof yet still relatable like since aquarius is a sign of the collective and then her scorpio rising makes her cool and alluring um her guards like always up this could also maybe be why she's you know scary although there are many like very um, silent Scorpio risings who walk among us. So yeah, Scorpio <laughs> is like an especially vulnerable sign and she acts like kind of invulnerable with her Gemini sun and Aquarius moon, which are both air signs. And like, so she gets away with being silly and I think protects herself through that sort of like, it's like a shallow, but like fun way to interact with people, you know? Yeah, she always seemed like like the prankster, kind of. I was always her when, when I played Spice Girls with my friends. Yeah, speaking of that, I was going to say, what was your guys' favorite Spice Girl? Scary. I was Ginger. She was always my ride or die. I, I uh, flip-flopped between posh and sporty. Obviously. Oh, wow. <laughs> Something, though, about Mel B that I learned recently is that she was in, like, a really, like, fucked-up relationship with Eddie Murphy. I know. Oh She's my a God. baby with him. I forgot about wild. that. She has a baby with him? Yeah. yeah. He, Whoa, like, love-bombed okay. her and was, like, a complete freak. He has his Mars and Cancer, I believe. Sarah, we were only supposed to talk about girl power this episode, <laughs> yeah, not yeah. men doing shitty stuff. But maybe we'll save that for a bonus episode because I absolutely did not know that. All right, well, up next, we've got Melanie Chisholm, a.k.a. Mel C., a.k.a. Sporty Spice. Mel C. was always in breakaway pants. God, those were so cool. A tracksuit, something sports-related. She also had a gold tooth, and she was the one that was belting out the vocals. Arguably, she had the best voice. Yeah. I loved her gold tooth too. Like in her Barbie doll, I had all the Spice Girls Barbie dolls, but hers, I was like, man, that gold tooth is fucking killing oh, it. nice detail. That's very nice. So let's find out about her. <laughs> she was born on January 12th, 1974 at 9.32 p.m. in Widnes, England, or like it's probably like Wine, England, knowing how they pronounce things over there. <laughs> um, she has a Capricorn sun and then a Virgo moon and a Virgo rising. And so like, what do we know about Capricorn Ooh. suns? They're super hardworking, right? And it's just very fitting that she was always in track pants and a sports bra and not. <laughs> 
not just because it's practical, but also because it's a uniform and Capricorns just like fucking love uniformity. Also though, Virgo moon and Virgo rising, Virgo is a sign of health. So like fitness falls under this category and she was like very athletic. And so also Capricorn and Virgo are both just like productive and exacting earth signs. And I feel like she was, I mean, her voice was kind of earthy, you know, it wasn't like a an ethereal yeah. noise. It was like, if you listen to it, you can feel the earth. She probably seemed the most committed to to singing in general. And she could do a flip-flop. She was yeah. very multi-talented. Yeah, she yeah, really she was. was. always nailing the vocals. But I do love the Virgo for her because it's like, oh yeah, you would be wearing like workout clothes all the time. Pre-athleisure. And then we have Emma Bunton, who for me, that's who when Ginger, when Jerry left, um, that's in the... Like kind of when we played with my cousins, like I was Ginger, but and my cousin was Emma. But then when Jerry left, we had to kind of, well, I just bullied everyone. And I was like, no, I'm Emma, you're posh. And then my youngest cousin, Kristen, like would just be whatever the scraps were left. So I don't even know what she was most of the time. But like, I remember that shift where it was like, oh, shit, like Jerry's gone we have to figure out who plays who in Spice World. But anyways, back to Emma. Emma Bunton is Baby Spice. She's the youngest of the group. She was blonde. She wore her hair in pigtails pretty frequently. She wore these like cute little dresses. And sometimes she sucked on a lollipop, which now thinking about it is just like sexualizing a grown woman. Not even going to pretend I don't love it. I think that self-infantilization is fucking (laughs) awesome. I happen to like pigtails. And also those Chubba Chub lollipops were really good. I had like a whole um, thing of them. Oh my God, Chuba Chubs. Are they Chubba Chubs? I call them Chuba Chubs. I'm not sure at all what they were. I just used to get them at Claire's. They were everywhere in every mall in America. Yeah, I had um, like a whole, I think I had like the giant one. I think I got it for Christmas that you could like never possibly eat, but it was a novelty that we all had to have. Anyway, she was born on January 21st, 1976 at 4 a.m. in Finchley, England. And she has an Aquarius sun, a Virgo moon, and a Sagittarius rising. And Aquarius suns are freak shows by choice. The sun is in detriment (laughs) in Aquarius, which can make people like with Aquarius suns and we feel pressured, inherent pressure to kind of like stand out and identify themselves among the masses. And Virgo moons are sweet and critical. And the moon is also emotions, uh, your body, and Virgo is a sign of like the purest and nothing's more pure than a child. So maybe this is why it has helped <laughs> to inspire the sort of like, oh, I'll stand out by being, you know, a baby. Um, and then also she has a Sagittarius rising, which is like just very fun and gullible. So like even if she was, you know, obviously playing a part, which they all were, like she's still like that sweetness and enthusiasm is like, I think, very real. There's a lot of Aquarius and a lot of Virgo in just the first yeah. three that we've seen. So we're seeing a lot of air and earth right now. Um, Well, that brings us to our next Spice Girl, and that is Victoria Adams. You might know her now as Victoria Beckham, a.k.a. Posh Spice. She was known for like a blunt bob haircut, wearing stilettos, very chic black dresses, didn't have a lot of time for anyone. Never smiled. Never smiled. Very cool. She was born on April 17th, 1974 at 10.07 a.m. in Harlow, England, Aries queen. No wonder I liked her so much. Yeah, and because you guys look alike. But yeah, she's an Aries sun, Aquarius moon, and Aquarius rising. And so the sun in Aries is exalted, which means Victoria knows exactly who she is and like who she wants to be. But her Aquarius moon and rising is like what gave her that icy cold veneer. And like Aquarius is like the only Mm. sign fully contained in winter. So they can be as cold as they want or just like aloof too, you know? Which, I mean, she was. She did that well. And also Victoria is just like known for not smiling, which... It's just very winter, you know? Wow. Another more Aquarius. This is crazy. 
Very curious to hear about this, the, our last Spice Girl. When last, but not least, my personal favorite, Jerry Hollowell, a.k.a. Ginger Spice, which I recently learned she's married to. Um, yes, Christian Horner from the Red Bull yeah. Formula One. She's in Drive to Survive. I screamed when I first saw her on it. <laughs> I basically, I mean, I love Formula One now, but she's definitely part of that. I love that for her. Okay, literally so many people like it. Like I hear they watch that show and they are now committed formula one fans so i'm obsessed with it if you guys don't watch drive to survive already you have to back to jerry so jerry had red hair she was famous for wearing this union jack dress even if you don't know what that is like you know what dress it is she was always really bringing the girl power and she's also known for leaving the group suddenly so that's jerry dana Tell us about Jerry. She was born on August 6, 1972 at 2.30 p.m. in Watford, England. And she is a Leo sun, a Cancer moon, and a Scorpio rising. Interesting. Yeah, right? Probably why I love that bitch. Cancer moons. United. United. Mm, but she has a very, this is very different than the other. It is. So I yeah. could see why she might have felt more alienated from the group. So the sun's at home in Leo and can like be especially susceptible to vulnerabilities of fame because any placement in Leo, like, already feels like it's on display or always feels like it's being watched, which is related to why it's like the performer of the Zodiac um, or like what makes it that way, you know, like the origin story. But like this can also probably like get exhausting, especially if you rise to fame like they did. Um, And her moon is also at home in Cancer. But this like could have a similar vibe to her Leo sun, except instead of being watched, like maybe she just feels like really like emotionally exposed. Um, both placements are like great for like an artist because, you know, it's just like dramatic and vulnerable, but, um, then she's like a Scorpio rising on top of all of this, which she'll just make her like, I mean, Scorpio is a sign of trauma. So this is just going to make her sort of like defensive and sort of like she could roll with the punches. But I think that this would be this big three does the best planning themselves like solo maybe even though she was such a Mm. an integral part of the group her solo career after spoiler alert she like crushed it she had like a million number one singles even after she left but anyway so spice is together they're co-writing their music which i feel like is a big deal to note like they were a girl group a lot of people think you know they had some like max martin bullshit behind them Um, but they were writing songs together. They just didn't play instruments. Um, But they're doing a lot of musical showcases for record labels, but they're honestly not really like feeling that great about it because they've just been like nonstop, like practicing and performing all the time, but they didn't have a contract. And they also weren't really liking the direction their management team was taking them in. So they left their management team, which is a baller move. Like I feel like a lot of bands in that era were very much like taking advantage of their managers and like couldn't get out of it. So kudos to them. But to make sure they kept control of their work, they allegedly stole their master recordings, which is <laughs> badass. And then they signed with a new manager, Simon Fuller. And by this time, people in the music industry had been hearing about these quote unquote crazy girls. So eventually they get asked to sign with Virgin Records. And around this time, they realized that a rapper had the name Spice. So they were like, ah, oh, fuck. And People in the industry at all their showcases had started referring to them as the Spice Girls. So they just changed their name to that instead because copyright infringement. And on the day they're supposed to sign their contract, they sent five blow up dolls in their place to Virgin Records. So they had their like driver be like, the Spice Girls are here. And then they just like rolled in these like (laughs) these blow up dolls. Um, And then eventually the record people were like, 
what the fuck is wrong with these women? And then eventually they like were like, haha, JK. <laughs> It's us now. We're like, here. We'll sign our contract. Yeah. Um, so they signed with Virgin Records. So what was going on this day? Wow, I love that so much. Okay, so this was July 13th, 1995. Um, and Saturn was in Pisces opposite Mars and Virgo, like exact. And Saturn and Mars are the malefics and of the zodiac. Um, and oppositions are aspect of like awareness and relationship. Virgo and Pisces is the axis about healing and humility. So I feel like this is big for girl power energy like they're disrupting an industry as corny as that sounds right but also it's sort of like purifying the culture in a way that's like clownish which is because like <laughs> so like jupiter um is ruling saturn right so saturn's the planet of like discipline but jupiter and sagittarius which is the clown of the zodiac is like squaring it so it's like challenging sort of like like oh you're so serious like you can heal with jokes too um and so they're just like being fun girls <laughs> girl power Go, girls, power. Being fun. girls being fun girls being fun we weren't the first girls documentary i'm surprised there isn't i don't i think want there to watch is. it all right somebody make, make a spice it. girls documentary please if there is i'm not i have not known about yeah it. i'm sure there's like documentaries that have covered the spice girls but probably in like a larger cultural context not like just about them but who knows um so from this point on the group was writing recording and touring nonstop. they were just trying to get their name out there because they were like up against a music industry dominated by alt rock hip-hop r&b um so they released their first single wannabe Oh my god. Ugh. Wannabe? Honestly, when you he get like the moment you say wannabe, yeah. you just hear I'm like dancing. Right. My I'm head, dancing yeah. right now. You can't see me, but I'm dancing. With my, make it last forever. <laughs> Friendship never Friendship ends. never ends. If you want to be my lover, you have Quick, got Sarah, to keep give. talking so Dana doesn't have to sing. <laughs> That was like funny in the last episode. We were like, if you couldn't tell by Dana's perfect tone and pitch. I'm tone deaf and nose blind. Dana can't smell. That is true. Um, So no joke, Wannabe changed the course of pop music and truly catapulted the Spice Girls into the stratosphere of pop culture. The song went straight to the top of the British singles chart and stayed there for almost the whole summer. So like, a straight up banger. And then it went to hit number one in 37 countries. And the video made them an international sensation. So what was happening the time that wannabe hit the airwaves? So it was released on July 8th, 1996. And this is my favorite chart we've seen so far. So we have Venus conjunct Ooh. Mars in Gemini opposite Pluto and Sagittarius. Venus is the planet of love and harmony being lovers. Um, and Mars is the planet of like sex and penetration and like, you know, getting with people. And in Gemini, it can relate to like your friends. Also, it's two. So it could, <laughs> it could be like, you know, poly or whatever. I mean, if we want to like be artistic with it, it could mean like, if you want to be my lover, you have to get with all of my personalities. As Gemini Ooh, also could I like be that. sometimes. And also Venus stationed direct in Gemini five days earlier. And like, what do we know about stationary planets? They're super strong because they appear to be like, stationary or still and also closer to earth in the sky so like if like vibrationally it's like louder so we have all this like loud venus energy and gemini's a clown right so it's like clowning around and like you know wanting to get Love with it. all of its friends a bunch of women clowning around being loud. trolling men because like can you imagine like telling a guy like if you want to get with me you have to get with all my friends and be like what the fuck why are you doing this to me <laughs> i love that like we are a package deal <laughs> sir 
deal with it. So this is like a very interesting fact, or at least something I didn't know. So like most things, the Spice Girls became iconic for their look and image were all unintentional. So most girl groups at the time had always dressed alike. And the Spice Girls actually tried to coordinate their outfits for the wannabe video, but it just like was not working. So they were kind of like, ah, fuck it. Like, we'll just dress like however we want for it. I love that. So this was around the time that the Spice Girls got their nicknames. And this really wasn't planned, they they say. So um, Mel B had said they got their famous nicknames from a lazy journalist that couldn't (laughs) be bothered to remember their names. So he just gave them nicknames. And so the magazine they were talking to, Top of the Pops, explained the reasoning behind the nicknames. And this is like so sexist and stupid, but here we go. So according to Top of the Pops, Victoria was Posh Spice because she was wearing a Gucci style mini dress and seemed pouty and reserved. Emma wore pigtails and sucked on a lollipop. So obviously she was Baby Spice. Mel C spent the whole time leaping around in her tracksuit. So we called her Sporty Spice. I named Mel B Scary Spice because she was so shouty. Shouty. <laughs> and Jerry was Ginger Spice simply because of her hair. Not much thought went into that one. I mean, he remembered all those details God. and he could remember their names. Yeah. Talk about, he is a lazy ass journalist, honestly. She was bouncing around. It's like, okay. She was shouty. <laughs> oh my he God. remembered everything they were doing and what they were wearing, but could not remember Couldn't remember, remember their, their very easy names, which, you know, two out of five would have been Mel. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. Two of them have the same name. It's not They're that hard. They're all pretty common name. But anyways, the Spice Girls were working their asses off. They released two more singles, like one right after another, Say You'll Be There, and To Become One. Honestly, To Become One. Such a creepy song, but amazing. A slow grind. I'm singing it in my head right now. <laughs> and they did the two become one in the music video. Like it was like the peace sign to the one finger. And these songs, along with Wannabe, got a ton of airplay. And they eventually became three of the top five biggest selling singles in the UK in 1996. So they were like crushing the charts. And they released their album Spice. And it is becomes insanely popular. And at this point, people are like, oh, my God, these girls are insane. Um, And people started comparing them to the Beatles. So it's like mania for the Spice Girls. We'll look into doing the Beatles and the Spice Girls first album um, breakout charts. But back to Spice Girls. 1997 is a huge year for the Spice Girls, both for their success and their nonstop work schedule. Their debut album, Spice, is released in the U.S. and becomes a best-selling album. They release a book and it sells out right away. They film and promote their movie Spice World, which, oh, I've watched that. So probably that and Titanic are the movies I've watched the most in my I life. I love that movie so much. Spice Girls is so good. Spice World is so amazing. Campy. Oh, like, it's so campy. It was actually even better, I think, as I was older. Better because there's more jokes we didn't yeah, get. That's true. Which you know yeah. that's what a good movie is. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but then they released their second album, also called Spice World, at the end of 1997, which they had to write and record while filming the movie. And during this time, they fired their manager. So this was like <laughs> a very, very hectic year in good yeah. and bad ways. And I think that's something that I didn't realize because I think we were like eight or nine at the time when they became popular, but they basically did everything that they're famous for within the course of like a year year. and a half. (laughs) Like it's crazy. That's so nuts. I mean, yeah, we were little, but also I feel like they just took up so much space in the pop culture ether that like I just assumed looking back, they would have been around for a lot more time. Yeah. I don't know. The timeline is actually like 
insane. Um, so over the course of one year, you know, they had released two albums that were insanely successful and that movie Spice World, not to mention, they also did things like travel to South Africa to meet Nelson Mandela. And he said it was like one of the best moments of his life. I wonder what his favorite song was. He said that quote, (laughs) that meeting them was like an amazing moment for him. Imagine him singing wannabe in his cell. And then um, they also met Prince Harry and probably gave him his first boner. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a famous picture of, like, Jerry. I think she, like, kisses him on the cheek or something. And he's, like, so red. Yeah. The reddest ginger of the land. Um, And then... So, you know, with a band that's like this crazy what's next, and obviously it's a world tour. So up until this point, the Spice Girls had only done one-off performances or award shows, so... Which is wild. But like like Sarah said, it's, all their success was like condensed in this really tight timeline that it wasn't like they... They um, honestly didn't even have time to schedule a tour. But naturally, they had their first concert in Istanbul. Awesome. (laughs) Which, why? Because Pepsi was sponsoring the tour, and they said they had to launch their tour in a country where Pepsi outsold Coke. And so, apparently, that's Turkey. Um, The concert was an 8,000-capacity basketball arena, featured pyrotechnics, lots of choreography, a miniature roller coaster. So it was honestly pretty great. And so what was going on with their first concert? Remember how cool Pepsi seemed like growing up? Like I feel like because like Britney Spears did, Pepsi Spice Girls had Pepsi. And I remember being little and being like, there's no difference between Pepsi and Coke. But like, as I got older, I was like, there's a hundred percent. There's a clear difference between Pepsi and Coke. Like Only they taste serial killers like. like Pepsi, but they have <laughs> really good marketing. Until yeah. Kendall Jenner, they had great marketing. <laughs> she ruined it. She cursed them. And with one handoff of a can, she ruined <laughs> Pepsi. An entire brand. Dana, back to the first concert. Their first concert was on, on October 12th, 1997 in Istanbul, Turkey. And the sun was conjunct Mercury and Libra on this day opposite Saturn and Aries. And so this is like right like a day before Mercury Kazemi in Libra. And so Mercury Kazemi was like purify the mind like individually and then also sort of collectively. And Libra is all about like harmony and groups and it's opposite Saturn and Aries. And Saturn um, is not Saturn does not like to be in Aries. So like Saturn's a planet of um, lack and like discipline and in Aries, it can be like a little narrow minded, like Aries is the individual and Saturn and Aries like can really get sort of like tunnel vision um, and like struggle to see outside of itself. But oppositions are aspect of like awareness and relationship and the sun and Mercury are putting the spotlight on how much Saturn can accomplish when like they unite as a group in girl power. And then also Pluto, Venus and Mars are in Sagittarius and Pluto, again, the planet of power shifts. Venus is aesthetics and Mars is like, what's yours? And like, it's just like taking all of it in Sagittarius and making it fun. And then also this like sextiles, the Kazemi. So it's sort of all like really working together in a way that's harmonious and like, you know, I just love this girl power in this Libra. Well, The Guardian called the concert the sort of pop show they don't do anymore. And because British media is merciless, The Sun called it (laughs) competent and capable with plenty of room (laughs) for improvement, which is insane. Like, why don't you try doing a choreographed pyrotechnic show, Sun reporter? But anyway... Regardless of what the press said, people were just obsessed with the Spice Girls. They literally could have done nothing and people would have been so obsessed with them because their music was 
just banger after banger. Oh my God. Yes. So then after that, 1998 rolls around and they start the Spice World Tour, which is a tour that will go from Europe to North America back to the UK. So fans are just freaking out over this news. But at this point, the media started to hate on them because it was just kind of like a lot of overexposure. You know, keep in mind, they were everywhere. They had two top 10 albums. And one thing I didn't realize, but we already kind of inadvertently had been talking about is that the Spice Girls like love to like license the fuck out of Brilliant. things and put their name on like everything. Not a yeah. business man. They're business man. As Jay-Z business said. Business, <laughs> business, business girls. people. <laughs> business things. The business girls. But yeah, I feel like they were one of the first musical artists that were truly like also a marketing phenomenon. Um, and they became the most merchandise group in music history. They had tons of sponsorships and within the first two years of their career, they put their names on more than a hundred products ranging from chips, lollipops, chocolate, dolls. It's estimated they made between 508 million on licensing alone yeah. by May of 1998. Okay. So in six less than six months. You love to see they it. They did that, you which is crazy. It. I loved it. Love I bought so them. many things. I had like a Spice Girls yeah. ring, <laughs> like it just said spice on it. It was purple and glittery. Oh, I, love I was that. like, why did I need that? I did not care at all their dolls. But it was like anything that had Spice Girls on it, like I feel like you wanted Truly. to buy. Yeah. So everyone is tired from being overworked, everyone being the Spice Girls. But the tour goes on. And then one day the girls get to the show and see a note that says Jerry is sick, but the tour is just going to like go on a schedule. So they're like, hmm, weird. Um, but anyway, whatever, we'll keep working. So they keep making appearances and performing without her. They're kind of like, where's Jerry? Then, nine days before the U.S. leg of their tour is about to start, Jerry announces that she's leaving the Spice Girls, which Whoa. that would have been the concert we were at, Dana. So, she so you guys there. didn't see her? No. No. Wow. There were only four of a core memory of mine, besides like the opening of Wannabe, is the Spice Girls had this song called Naked, yeah. where in which they would sit, they would take a chair, turn it forwards, and then they would like look like they were naked, and they, you would just see like their arms and legs coming off the chair, Um, which also is weird when you think like the majority of their fans were like children, so I was like, what? <laughs> what was going on? But anyways, there was, there was just four of them, and I remember thinking Jerry should be up there in this moment. Like there should be five I remember chairs. like Aww. pretending that I wasn't disappointed, like coaching myself and be like, you're not disappointed. You're not disappointed. I was always hoping she would appear. Like I'd be like, I think Jerry's going to come. And my mom's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so this was on May 31st, 1998. And six days earlier, there was a new moon in Gemini conjunct Mars, which was square the North node uh, or the no- nodes in Virgo and Pisces with the North on Virgo. This is like the new moon is close to the degree of the Venus and Mars conjunction that occurred when wannabe came out so it's sort of like signaling a shift in that group dynamic um and also like you know it's separating a group right it's the mars in the gemini it's sort of like you know gotta go with my friends and now my friends are all you know coming apart also it's square the the nodal (laughs) axis which is like super tense squares are tense right so whenever um whenever you hear like a planet is like square the nodal axis or like at the bendings of the nodes this is going to be like tense and like maybe a day where you like kind of want to, you know, sit in the fetal position. It's just like painful and like maybe representative of awkward or like awkward faded events, I guess. Ones that have to happen, but like aren't, you know, exciting usually. Sometimes they're probably exciting, though. I bet a lot of people could prove me wrong. 
But not today. Not today. Today it's a somber <laughs> moment. News of Jerry leaving was one of the biggest entertainment stories around the world that year. And at first, Jerry said her reason for leaving was that she wasn't getting along with other members of the group. And there definitely had been reports of the Spice Girls having heated arguments. But this was very specifically between Mel B, aka Scary Spice, and Jerry, aka Ginger Spice. So what's their bi-wheel like? Just remember, um, a bi-wheel, for those of you that are unaware, um, is when we take two charts, we overlap them, and from that, we can see the relationship dynamics. Okay, so they're both Scorpio Risings, and they both have Venus and Cancer, and that is what I'm focusing on Ooh. for a feud. Because, like, you... People don't always get along with like the same sign and placement. You know, like you might not, not every sign has affinity maybe with that sign. And this Mm -hmm. is especially true for like maybe, you know, Scorpio and Cancer. They're water signs, they're emotional, but they're also both like defensive by nature. Think about what a scorpion is and like what a crab is. They're both like shell creatures. Like one hides in its shell or like tears off its arm and like runs away sideways and then the other one like squirts poison if anyone gets too close and so also getting too close can look like just being a lot like you right especially you know like Mm. recognizing sort of um the likeness damn so yeah i believe the feud was real they're friends now um but years later jerry would say that she was depressed and had become very disillusioned and exhausted from their very hectic schedules she said that she just like didn't feel like she belonged there anymore and that they didn't need her so she kind of gave in and threw in the towel and Remember, this was before like mental health was really like widely spoken about. Um, and especially in the UK, if you've listened to our royal family episode, they just don't they don't like to talk about mental health. And so it just was something she probably didn't feel like she could just like talk to the group about. She was just like, you know what, I gotta I'm out. Yeah. And the last straw for her was when she received an offer to give an interview about breast cancer because as a teen, she had her like a breast cancer scare, but the band said that they didn't want her to do it because it was like Jerry giving an interview alone, as opposed to like the whole group doing an interview. That's all that Aquarius influence. No, together. We do it together. Mm. And then she's a Leo. So she's like, no, can I just give it? She's the only one that does it. So she probably did feel like a little ostracized from the group just based on even like their charts. Good point. They had much more of a collective mindset and she doesn't. Anyway, this was a really rough time for Jerry. So what was happening with her perfections? Okay, so she was in a second house year and she has Sagittarius in the second house and Jupiter was her time lord. And so the second house relates to things like salary, possessions, as well as like general stability and even food. So like if you're on tour, like maybe your diet's not, you know, being maintained, which would be something that could, you know, contribute to or like just pile on sort of like being overworked. And also second house years can be like, since it relates to salary, they can be times when like people just see career changes. Like maybe they get a raise or maybe they get fired or maybe they leave their job sort of thing like that. Um, And also, I guess it could just be like her feeling, you know, like no longer feeling like herself in the group, right? On the day that she left, Saturn was in Aries at 29 degrees, trying her natal Jupiter in Sagittarius. And so Saturn is the planet of like slowing down and Jupiter is the planet that's like sort of like the life you bring to the party, right? It's it, it's also like Sagittarius is very loud, but Saturn and Aries, even though it's an Aries and a fire sign, it's sort of like Saturn trying to um, aspects that enable. So it's sort of like enabling her to maybe finally slow down after however long she like maybe wanted to or needed to. Yeah. And again, Jupiter is her time lord. So this is like a, a significant aspect. Fans were obviously shocked at her leaving um 
And like I was saying, like, I feel like a lot of like your favorite Spice Girl had to kind of shift, like all the Jerry <laughs> fans had to pick another girl to uh, cosplay as basically. <laughs> um, but the four remaining Spice Girls carried on and finished their world tour. Then they released an album forever, which didn't do so well. Um, but in December 2000, the girls announced they were going on an indefinite hiatus. Which is crazy. Like, probably not that many people saw all Spice Girls perform together. No, that's what I realized, too. Though fans were not getting Spice Girls music, they were getting a ton of solo projects from them. Mel B released a few albums. Emma released three albums. Mel C released eight albums. (laughs) But Jerry went on to have a super successful solo career. She released three albums and held the record for most number one songs by a British female solo artist for 14 years. And Jerry. Yeah. So she was like the Harry Styles of uh, like One Direction. She They all tried yeah. the, the solo thing, but but yes. Um, and even Victoria released a solo album, even though she like barely ever sang, but she was like, well, if everyone else is doing it. That's why when Jerry left, like Victoria wasn't like excited, but she was slightly happy because it meant she got to sing on Wannabe. <laughs> like that was- Oh my God. <laughs> To me, Victoria was very much like the Kevin Richardson from the Backstreet Boys of the Spice Girls, like someone who's just there to harmonize, you know, you're not going to get a lot of like one off mic moments. I also weirdly liked Kevin, you guys. Maybe I'm just a weird fan. I did weirdly like Kevin. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to pretend I didn't. You don't lie. He wasn't my favorite, but I liked him. So back to the Spice Girls. As we know, girl power does not die. So in 2007, the world went feral when the Spice Girls announced they were coming back for a world motherfucking tour and they even had a musical but it sucked which i find that hard to believe so i so wonder hard who to wrote believe. it um so it didn't last very long so if anyone has like dreams like go write a spice girls musical because maybe this time around it will do well um and then after that tour they came back again in 2019 for another reunion and each of them got honestly they made so much money except for victoria who had fashion obligations and she did not perform so at this tour jerry even apologized to everyone for leaving which is awesome and the reunions even won them billboard live music wars yeah god i have chills i'm so excited about this so what was happening when they announced these tours so in the 2007 chart there's a mercury kazemi in cancer and mercury is retrograde and cancer is like the sign of the woman right and sort of like going back and like shining a light on girl power and the moon it's ruled by the moon conjunct jupiter in sagittarius just sort of like again this like pop star sort of like enthusiastic you know women can do it vibes as well as the nodal opposition in virgo and pisces so we have you know the nine-year eclipse cycle as well as just like the happen happenstance uh mercury kazemian cancer and then on may 24th 2019 there's a mercury uh, it's right um after a mercury kazemian gemini which is conjunct the new moon when jerry left wow It's so crazy how this works, right? And so it's sort of like, and Mercury's direct, which rules the sun in Gemini. So it's sort of like, it's the glue. It's like, you know, they're back together. And then we have the moon in Aquarius, which is like obviously an important sign for all of them. And also Jupiter, it's Jupiter return. Jupiter's there in Sagittarius. Hell yeah. So anyone wondering how to like track your long-term life, uh, 12 years, your Jupiter, uh, Jupiter cycles the Zodiac every 12 years and the nodes are opposed to each other every nine. 
So think about that. Besides leaving us with tons of straight up bangers, they taught an entire generation of girls born in the mid to late 80s, aka us, who were relatively young, about girl power and how to stick up for yourself. And this was during a time when a lot of girl groups were supposed to just like shut up, look pretty, wear the same outfit, you're not unique, yada yada. And a lot of pop culture critics credit the Spice Girls for bringing feminism back to the mainstream. Oh, yeah. You know, other people say it was like a bullshit marketing tactic, which like maybe. Whatever, it worked. (laughs) I know. Regardless, girl power took over the world and young girls like us learned about feeling empowered, being yourself and the importance of friends. So what was going on when this girl power wave was happening, Dana? What I would like to attribute this to is like the um, Pluto entered Sagittarius, like right in the middle of the 90s. So I feel like that's if we're going to do a blanket, like generational shift, that's like sort of taking Pluto from like the dark depths of Scorpio, where it's like, you know, like why our generation is like the first generation that's like, oh, we all have trauma Um, and sort of like putting it into like, a you know, like we can have fun, too. And then um, Neptune entered Aquarius in 1998 and Uranus was in Aquarius the whole time that they were popular. So we have Neptune and Uranus together in Aquarius and like Aquarius is significant for all of them, but also it's significant for like changing, you know, the zeitgeist like Uranus is like what disrupts or like diverts sort of the attention uh, or like, I mean, an individual or sort of like, you know, the collective and then Neptune like just sort of obliterates or like dissolves uh boundaries and like Aquarius is like very boundaried but when Neptune is in Aquarius it's sort of like made I mean like a lot of technological you know advancements happen but also like it made boundaries that maybe were up for you know groups of people like women I guess like um you know easier to get over um and then I also kind of wonder this is like more of a theory but Saturn and Aries I feel like um a lot of times when planets are in fall um it could be like fall or detriment they are thought to be like not working as well but i wonder sometimes if that could work better if it could work in favor of like the non-dominant group in society right and sort of like let them take over and then also aries is like a dominant sign right and saturn is the malefic so it slows aries down but they also sort of like i don't know i just am i making any sense it's like almost like sit down sir like and make room for like other people yes well said other people being the Spice Girls. Yeah. And they just like, they, you could find something to relate to in all of them. And I think that was super important because if you look at the other pop stars of the time, it was like just blonde, skinny girls. And like, of course, you had that in Baby Spice, but like, there just was such a broader range of women. And I think they were really the first ones to allow yourself to like, wow, like they, Like I can just be myself and be around my friends who are different than me, but we can all just like proudly share our interests and accomplishments instead of like hiding behind, you know, this like sugar, sugary pop facade. So we got to give him props. We got to give him props for that. Into like archetypes, sort of like we all do with astrology, right? (laughs) Exactly. Well, this is not the end of the Spice Girls. Apparently Mel B wants to get back together with Victoria in 2023. So we will be anxiously awaiting until then. But next episode is our season finale. We're not going to tell you what it is. We're going to keep it a secret because we also have another secret announcement we're going to be um, letting you guys in on next week. So very excited for that. Um, but uh, until our season finale I'm Elise I'm Dana and I'm Sarah and this is Allegedly Astrology Girl Girl Power Girl Power La 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 la
did it. <laughs>